Coming to you live from CBT Studios in the heart of the Golden State. I'm your host, Matt, and join with me as always is my co-host, Roger. And this is the Cryptid vs. Cryptid podcast. Now let's hop right into the action. And we're back with yes. some cryptids versus conspiracies. Let's go. My new favorite subject. So a little uh, preface before we start. This episode's coming out on a Friday. Uh, this weekend I had a lot of homework and school on Monday. And my school I go to is all the way in the Bay Area. So it's like a two and a half hour drive. And it just, I didn't have time to record. It's Tuesday, we're just now getting to record, and I'm not going to be able to edit this all to get it out tomorrow. So, it's just going to go up on Friday, so I have time to edit this all. But we do have a fun episode for you guys. And I think this is probably the most important government conspiracy, and the most famous one, if that. Uh, I would agree 100% with what you just said. Why don't you tell the lovely ladies and gents what we're talking about today? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the JFK assassination. Yes, I would say probably the biggest presidential assassination in history, as well as probably the biggest conspiracy theory in history, aside from like aliens and shit. It is one of the biggest. I mean, obviously Abraham Lincoln's was like, the first biggest but this one kind of just has so much around it whereas the other one is you know what happened conspiracy theories for this shit started like as soon as it happened people were questioning this shit from the very beginning it wasn't like oh this many years later people are questioning it it was like the next day people were questioning everything going on so i think to start this off We should give some general history on President John F. Kennedy. Uh, Let's see here. Starting off, when he was younger... Oh, and just a preface. I'm not going into super detail on the history. This topic has been talked about to death. uh, So you can go onto another podcast to get a more in-depth history. I'm just going to give some bullet points on stuff I found interesting and impactful on his past. So first, he was an average student... He only excelled in English and history. After he graduated from Harvard, he joined the Navy in 1940. And this is probably the coolest fact about him. In 1943, while patrolling the waters in search of Japanese ships, his ship was rammed by a Japanese destroyer ship and split in half. Two of his crewmates died, while the rest of his crew were sent into the water. He sustained a back injury on the impact. And after he had gotten off the ship, one of his crewmates had their face badly burnt, and the rest were clinging to a broken piece of the ship. They stayed there overnight, and in the morning, Kennedy led his men to the shore of an island nearby. While they were swimming over, Kennedy towed one of the crewmates with the burnt face to the shore. And to do this, he grabbed one of the straps from the life vest of his friend, by his teeth and pulled him all the way to shore. Keep in mind, while he's doing all of this, he has a pretty bad back injury and he's already had back problems up to this point. 
they survived on the island for six days until two natives find them. Then John gave them a note on a coconut to go send. Uh, they were soon picked up. And he left the military, got a bunch of awards. Uh, soon after his return from battle, he ran for his first political spot, which was that of a senator. In 1960, he won the presidential election and became the youngest president in history at age 43. An interesting fact was he created the Peace Corps. Uh, in 1963, he proposed a new civil rights laws to Congress and addressed the citizens of America telling them, 100 years of, de of delay have passed since President Lincoln freed the slaves, yet their heirs, their grandsons, are not fully free. This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds, and on the principle that all men are created equal. And shortly after this, on November 21st, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. And then one little point, or one little extra nugget of information, Documents under Section 5 of the President JFK assassination records were required to be re released within 25 years of the bill's October 26, 1992 effect date. Most of the documents were released on October 6, 2017. Exercising a provision of the 1992 Act that allows for a president to extend the deadline, President Trump set a new deadline of October 26th 2021 for the remaining documents. In October 21st, President Biden further extended the deadline to September 15th, 2022, citing delays related to the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's my brief history on JFK. And then another talking point, those documents that were released are heavily, heavily redacted. What to the point where one of the pages Everything is redacted except for two words, one of which is the word Tuesday. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, keep an eye out for December 15th. Maybe we'll finally be able to get the rest of those records, or they might just be pushed back again. Most likely will be pushed back again. Yeah, I've heard a lot about them, and a lot of the reasons they say is because people involved in this are still alive, and it wouldn't be fair to them if they released them, but... I think we all know why they're really hiding the true facts of this case. But yeah, anything you want to add to that or any thoughts? No, I mean, he was, overall he was one of the best presidents, but it's a shame how he had the end. But he had a hard time during his presidency and he made the most of it. Well, and he's, I mean, he's just a badass in general with what he did during the war. And yeah, he really got fucked over. He was doing such great things like... Um, Pushing the new civil rights laws, passing everything for the space program, um, everything with the Cuban Missile Crisis. Pretty much ending, trying to end the whole Cold War in general. Yep, Cold War. And there were even talks that he was going to pull us, or prevent us from going into the Vietnam War as well. Oh yeah, he would have definitely, definitely not had that happen at all. Oh yeah. He was definitely a president that pushed for more peaceful affairs instead of just going straight to a violent approach, which could have possibly caused his assassination. But a little bit more on that later. Now, 
before we hop into talking about some of these wild and wacky conspiracy theories, we should probably give some reason as to why these conspiracy theories pop up. You got any ideas why they do, Roger? Uh, because we know literally nothing besides just the killer's name. That's it. There is. They always covered up everything else. They didn't show us or give us any explanation besides, oh, we know who killed them. And so that's why everyone has to talk and try and figure out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the truth. They did, like, this huge investigation, but nobody ever really got the hard documents. They were just telling us how it was. Um, there's a few, and by a few I mean a lot more reasons as to why people don't agree with the actual outcome. Starting us off, we have witnesses. A conspiracy where either ignored or intimidated by the Warren Commission. In JFK, the last dissenting witness, a 1992 biography of Gene Hill, Bill Sloan wrote that the Warren Commission assistant counsel Arlen Specter attempted to humu humiliate, discredit, and intimidate Hill into changing her story. Hill also told Sloan that she was abused by Secret Service agents, harassed by the FBI, and received death threats. So basically, everybody that was, or a lot of people that were coming out and trying to give testimony were basically being shut down and told off by a lot of investigators and big key players in the government. Yeah. So if we tell you this shit and we just stop answering anything, you know what's up. And just a quick little thing on Jean Hill. Basically, her testimony was that right after the sh bullets were shot, she saw a man running away from the scene down some railroad tracks away from the crime scene. And they basically didn't want her to testify any of that, and so they did what they did. Uh, another big point of contention for the conspiracy theories were the photographs and videos. Many cameras were taken from witnesses by police and FBI that never returned to those who had taken photos or videos during the assassination. So basically a lot of people, they'd come in, take their photos, say, hey, we're going to go get them developed, then we'll return your stuff, and they would just never return any of it. Wasn't the witnesses saying that there was two shooters as well? Yeah, a big crux of this conspiracy is that it's believed that there were two shooters because, I mean, there's so many reasons. People say that they saw smoke coming from the grassy knoll. And if you hear grassy knoll a lot, it's basically a spot where people were sitting. It's just like a little hill of grass. But yeah, just the way the bullets were fired, and I'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the bullets and the guns and more on Lee Harvey Oswald. It would just make no sense for one person to be able to do all that was happening. And so a lot of people believe there was a second shooter. As for who the second shooter was, it kind of just depends on the conspiracy theory you're looking into. Over half the witnesses claim that one or more of the shots... Yeah, that's basically in my notes, just more on the second gunman. <clears throat> Another big fact that is looked over is... A manager at Ford Motor Company claims to have found the vehicle that the president was riding in and found the windshield had a bullet hole through it. Uh, he was later told to replace the window in the presidential limo and then 
replace it or destroy the previous windshield. And then uh, talking about Lee Harvey Oswald a little bit, there's a lot you can go in. Lee Harvey Oswald would honestly require his own episode if we were to go into extraordinary detail. But have you seen the gun that he used, Roger? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's basically... I don't know anything about guns, but it is a 6.5 millimeter Carcano rifle. Basically, it looks like a hunting rifle, kind of. This is basically the gun that he... Or this is the gun that he used. Okay, yeah. Like, if you just look at the John F. Kennedy assassination rifle on Wikipedia, it has its own page with just so much information to go through. What I really want to talk about is the ability to shoot the bullets as fast as they did. Now, these bullets, all three shots were fired within 4.8 to 5.6 seconds. Now, keep in mind, this rifle is bolt action. Mm -hmm. So you're not just going to be able to go pew, pew, pew. You're going to have to pew, reload the next bullet, pew, load the next bullet so it's going to take a minute and a lot of people have researched into firing this gun military officials have said that it's possible to do that and that people have been able to do it faster with that exact gun but when you look at people who are investigating this privately and they're professional marksmen and all this they say they couldn't do it and that it's impossible to make a shot like that. And if it is possible, it would require somebody that's just extraordinarily gifted at using a gun like this. Which leads you to talking a little bit more about Oswald. He was in the military at one point, and ex military experts that examine his records say that he was a, an above-average marksman when compared to regular people. He qualified as a marksman, so he hit 48 to 49 out of 50 shots. <clears throat> but this statement is contradicted by a Mr. Nelson Delgado, who is a fellow Marine with Oswald. He says he used to laugh at Oswald's shooting prowess and testify that Oswald often got Maggie's drawers, meaning a red flag that is waved from the rifle pits to indicate a complete miss of the target during qualification firing. Basically, he's saying that he wasn't a good shot at all, and that mm. he was honestly one of the more poor shots in their group. That's basically a lot on the gun and stuff, and that just how impossible it is to do all those shots, hit them all, load the bullets every time, and do it in under four to five seconds. It just doesn't add up at all. Yeah, four to five seconds of the fucking bolt action. Very, very unlikely. Yeah, and to hit almost every single shot. It's, I don't know, it just doesn't add up. Records say he was great at shooting, but people that were around him say he was a terrible shot. So you can see where people are super confused on that, and that could also tie into the multiple gunmen that other people were taking the shots, and he just took the fall. 
Yeah. And have you heard of the Magic Bullet Conspiracy? Uh, no, I don't think I heard of that one. Okay, this is going to be a long-winded thing to talk about, but I'll talk about it really quick, as quick as I can. So, one of the bullets that was fired at the president hit him, passed through his body, hitting the governor who was seated in the car, and then that bullet, after it hit the governor... Oh god, hold on, I lost my place. Okay, basically, I can't find it, so I'm just gonna go off of what I remember. The bullet goes into Kennedy, goes out, goes into the governor, bounces around, comes back out of the governor, and then hits him in the wrist. The bullet? No visible damage. After passing through somebody and in and out of another guy. Okay, what the fuck? That's why they call it the magic bullet. It just makes no sense how it can go in and through somebody, in another person, bounce around, and then come back out and back into him without any major visible damage. So that's also why people think it was another gunman and that the bullet hit Kennedy and then somebody else shot the governor. Yeah, that's very likely. There's no way of fucking bullets bouncing around over here. Plus, characters from, like, someone from JoJo, and they're like, oh, my stand can fucking flick bullets everywhere. Yeah, it'd have to be some crazy anime superpower shit, but that's why it's called the magic bullet. And that basically... There's so much more you can talk about in regards to why people think it's a conspiracy, but those are some of the main reasons why. What do you think about all those? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely enough to warrant fucking conspiracies over just alone that cia and fbi and everyone are like oh no we can't talk about this this is all we know this is all we know for sure it's just like a okay we know you know more come on yeah no it's and the fact when you look at all the files and how redacted they are it just goes to show that they have a lot to hide and a lot that could show the government in bad light so they don't want people to see it but that just goes to show they do that with a lot of documents because you don't want the government looking bad towards its citizens. All right. And now I think we can get into some of the main conspiracy theories surrounding why the president was assassinated. Yeah. We'll also kind of just float over others, but there's some that we just really want to talk about. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's go with the CIA conspiracy. All right, you you take it away because that wasn't one that I read up on all that much since I focused uh, focused my view on two specific ones. All right, so basically, the CIA conspiracy is saying that Lee Harvey Oswald had ties with the CIA, but the CIA would deny it every time. But I think there was a hold on. Let me look through this. I think there was something showing. Okay, yeah. The CIA wrote investigators that were pressured not to look into the relationship between Lee Harvey Oswald and the CIA. He stated that the CIA agent David Atlee Phillips using the... Fuck, how do you say that? Yeah, pseudonym. Maurice Bishop was involved with Oswald prior to the Kennedy assassination in the connection with the anti-Castro Cuban groups. 
Hold on. I believe there was another there was another thing I read that the CIA had intercepted phone calls and they also intercepted eyewitness accounts of Lee Harvey Oswald on the phone with Soviet related people and at the Soviet embassy. But later they were found that a lot of these like the people they saw and the phone calls they heard weren't actually him and that they were impersonations or somebody pretending to be him. Almost like they were trying to set him up in a way. So I think what happened was because everyone believed that it was due to the CIA chief at the time, James Agleton, was a key figure into the assassinations because of the uh, because of the failed Bay of the Pigs invasion, which was basically a failed attempt to reach the Cuban coast. I think the south side, if I'm correct. I may look into that one. Yeah, the southwestern coast of Cuba is where it was a failed invasion. And so everyone believes that that director was still upset about that and was playing a key part in the assassinating JFK. And I mean, <clears throat> the CIA... In many, many, many conspiracies, and not even conspiracies, they're kind of sketchy. Have you ever heard of... Oh my god, I can't believe I'm spacing on it. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. Yep. MK Ultra. So basically, they were fucking using hella drugs on people, trying to see if they could like brainwash them or put them under mind control and stuff and it sounds like something that'd be a complete conspiracy and like this is ridiculous this would never happen this is some movie shit but mk ultra was 100 percent real and it just goes to show that the cia's got their hands in some weird fucking stuff i don't know i mean the whole cia entirely can just be its own fucking conspiracy theory because there's so much shit surrounding them and what they can do and what they have done yeah Almost, I would say, every government conspiracy, the CIA is involved oh. in some oh, sort 100%. of way. But does that cover the basically the whole thing for the CIA conspiracy? Yeah, it's basically just like, obviously, Lee Harvey Oswald was intertwined with the CIA at one point, just under a different alias, I guess you could say. And then uh, the key fact or the key figure into it was uh, Alan Dulles. And I think a lot of the conspiracies we're talking about right now all kind of just tie into one big conspiracy that we both really really like for this uh, situation but i think we should save that one to the end yeah all right uh do you want to talk about shadow government or do you want me to go on my lyndon b johnson rant yes with the lyndon b johnson if everybody doesn't know lyndon b johnson was the vice president at the time for JFK. And basically, he was kind of sketch, and he had a lot to gain from the assassination. Uh, fun fact, a 2003 poll indicated that nearly 20% of Americans suspected Lyndon B. Johnson of being involved in the assassination. So, you know, that already doesn't paint you in a good light. Now... There's a lot to talk about here. This could also be its own episode. One of the key points for why he wanted the 
president killed, not only so he could become president, but because the current president at the time, JFK, talked about replacing him. If he won the next election, getting another vice president that would go along with more of his values. And so if Johnson found out about this, he'd see he's being replaced and would lose his chance at power. And how do you not get kicked out of the presidency in the next election? You kill the president. What else would Lyndon Johnson have to gain? More political power. And what do I mean by this? Well, once he was sworn in as presidency, well, what did he do? He went and got us involved with the Vietnam War, starting a very long and brutal war. Very, very tragic for just any American that was involved or just anyone in general who was involved. Kind of left after effects for anyone. Exactly. Now, we'll talk about more of this whole war thing, but basically him getting into the war helped a lot of people, including himself. But basically, Lyndon B. Johnson has a lot to gain from becoming the president and from taking out Kennedy. And, I mean, it happened. He gained a lot of power by sending us to war, and he made a lot of people's pockets much, much richer. And that's basically the whole conspiracy with him. Basically, in the short version, he wanted him killed so he could take the presidency for himself and gain power. And there's definitely a valid reason for him, especially with someone like that. Shall we move on to the next conspiracy? All right. Shadow government or military complex? Uh, shadow government. All right. So the shadow government theory suggests that the secret or shadow government, including wealthy industrialists and the right-wing politicians, ordered the assassination of Kennedy. Uh, Peter Dale Scott indicated that Kennedy's death allowed the policy reversals desired by the secret government to escalate the United States military involvement in Vietnam. Basically, the Rockefeller's family also controlled a gold mine in Indonesia. And at the time, J.F. Kennedy was trying to get Indonesia to be independent and then at that point they would release Iran and that's where the gold mines that the Rockefeller family had control of so what the Rockefeller family did was use the assassination to try and stop that from happening yeah, and this uh, ties right back around to people wanting power and just more money and I mean, JFK was trying to put a stop to a lot of this. He wanted peace for everybody and to help handle our situations. And where did that lead him to taking, being taken out? Let's see if I missed anything. I think that's kind of the, like, the sole point of it. There's obviously more they can read on it, but that's like the big kind of like coming together point from it. Yeah, and I mean, the shadow government in itself is its own conspiracy separate from just jfk i mean the short rundown is people that have more money and power than anybody else secretly run the government behind the scenes because everybody's just greedy and wants more power in all honesty guys you're gonna hear that a lot and it's just because of how dense this stuff can be with how much shit that you can just like start 
throwing at any of the thing we're talking about. Exactly. But I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about money and power and people wanting it. And I think that leads us to what we both agreed is the most compelling conspiracy theory for why JFK was assassinated. And that would be the military-industrial complex conspiracy. Now, just a little background. If you don't know what the military-industrial complex is, I'll try and define it as best I can to everybody. Basically, it's all the companies that produce weapons and military tech for our military. Military buys it or gives them contracts to make all this, making these military companies the more richer. Do you want to give us some uh, rundown on the military-industrial complex, Roger? All right. So this whole theory kind of surrounds the... The fact of when uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower left, his farewell speech said to, pretty sure beware is what he said. No, he warned the nation about the power of military establishment and arms industry. In his words, in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought by the military industrial complex. The potential of the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. So, as that can tell, obviously JFK was doing stuff, trying to stop the war, which would have stopped military funding Mora, and it wouldn't have caused these the military-industrial complex to start making weapons and making more money and gaining more power. So, what does the military-industrial complex think of doing? Assassinating jfk so that they can get involved exactly and it all wraps right back to money just another example of jfk trying to put an end to something that would have benefited the people but would have heavily heavily hit the people making the money so yeah if we didn't go to war in vietnam boom they wouldn't be making weapons we wouldn't be putting out contracts they wouldn't be making money and people just don't like that. The rich want to stay rich. They want to keep getting more... They want to keep getting richer. I I also want to add that a lot of these conspiracies, people believe, also just connect entirely. That it wasn't just one of the groups of conspiracy theory. It was, like, multiple. Because it can be the fucking military-industrial complex. It can be the shadow government. It can literally be anything that we just said. They could all just group together. Not all of them, but some groups could have been together. And with this, for me, it feels more like it was through the American government than anything else. I, I think what people don't see on the surface is that the people with money and influence have more of an impact on politics and the government than we think. Because the people who run for president are being funded by large corporations like this. So if you're a president saying, oh, we need to go and fight these people, you're going to get the backing of the people that are producing the weapons for the military. Or say we want to go invade somewhere with a lot of oil, you're going to be backed by the people who want to get more oil. So they're going to give you more money. 
and you can just see that all these people with power are kind of just in the pocket of the people that are producing the weapons or producing the oil or producing any of these things. Once you go against it, shit starts to go sideways. And it wasn't just the fact that he possibly wouldn't have wanted to go to war with Vietnam. It was also the fact of during the Cold War and during the Cuban Missile Crisis, instead of showing force and going to war with the Soviets and Cuba, JFK decided to reach a peaceful agreement with the Soviet Union where they pull their missiles out of Cuba, we pull our missiles out of Turkey. And they believed that this was a sign to not only the military-industrial complex, but also the CIA and the Joint Chief of Staff that he wasn't going to go to war. He wasn't going to send us to these great battles. And that really wasn't in the interest of CIA Joint Chief of Staffs and military-industrial complex, which would give them even more reason to want to take him out. But yeah, is there uh, any more conspiracy theories we want to talk about? Oh, there's multiple. You can go on a fucking long list of these, but some of them that are like kind of worth mentioning, but just to me, not as big. Obviously, anything to do with the Soviets or the KGB, obviously, if they wanted to do something about it and keep the war going. And it's also interesting that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald has a lot of ties to the Soviet Union. Like, his wife is from the Soviet Union. He tried to gain citizenship to the Soviet Union and retract his citizenship in America. There's that one, and then there's also just Cuban in general. Obviously, we were having very big troubles with Cuba because we're just like, okay, well, we want your land now because we're fucking America and you're right next to us. There's also the organized crime conspiracy. Oh my god, that one is so big. I that's why I'm just not I'm just gonna there's that one. If you wanna look into it, look into it. It's fucking massive. Long story short, basically the mob didn't like what uh, JFK was doing, and so they joined up with the shadow government and all these people and had him killed. I swear there's another one I I had that I just completely forgot about. Did you read it all about the uh the New Orleans conspiracy? Not really. That, I skipped over that one. I should have read it, though. I didn't really look over it. I didn't really understand what the big deal was, what the big deal is with that one. But there's a lot on it, so I might look into it after we finish this episode. Okay. There's also another wild conspiracy saying that George H.W. Bush was a big plot in the assassination as well. That in his teenage years, he was in the center of the plot of it. And he was part of the uh, CIA, I think. Let me see. He just became uh, an intelligence agent. I don't know about that one. But at the same time, when you look into something, let's say uh, 9-11, you know, you start, you start questioning maybe he was involved with JFK. Trying to help maybe start that war in Vietnam like he, you know, kind of helped start another war that we've been fighting for 20 years. But I think those are pretty much the biggest ones. Like I said, you can 
just look up anything and there will be hundreds even maybe thousands of conspiracies connecting all this shit to the JFK assassination you just gotta really dig for some of them uh, there are two small ones that I do want to mention um, there was a writing by Henry Hurt who talks about how the Warren Commission just doesn't seem like they did a very good investigation on the matter and that it was very heavily biased in their reports and that also there was a secret service agent named George Hickey people believe he could have shot the president as he had his AR-15 rifle with him and people say that it was pointed in the direction of the president and the Texas governor as the bullets were going off but those are just two smaller conspiracy theories Entirely, if the president and the Texan governor are shot in the same fucking time frame, this is kind of just like a sloppy investigation entirely. Like, we didn't get anything besides, oh yeah, this is the killer. There is nothing else that we got, and you know they can definitely do more. It's their fucking job to, so. Yeah, there's also one more picture. I'm going to send it to you, Roger. But uh, basically... There's this guy, let's see, did I? J.D. Tippett. He was a cop on scene during the assassination of JFK. He was killed on the same day by Lee Harvey Oswald. Now, there is a lot of debate around this guy. There's some theories because he has been seen with Oswald many times before the assassination. One of the biggest ones that has to do with this is that they used his dead body as a decoy body when they were showing off the wounds on the president so that it looked like all the wounds came from the back instead of any other possible direction which could imply that there was a second shooter. And not only did they use his body but they showed the front too and this guy kind of looks like JFK, so they might have been able to make it work. I just sent you a picture of their faces side by side. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, they don't look all similar, but you can definitely see the resemblance. I mean, you have to keep in mind, this is the 60s, so we're not getting HD, so when they're showing the people these pictures and on camera, they're going to be super blurred, and it's going to be really... It's going to be harder to pinpoint details. Hell yeah. But that was the last uh, smoking gun I had when it comes to this case. This, this case is just such a fucking big one to talk about. It's a shame we can't further go into anything else with it, but there's just so much. <laughs> yeah, and we could definitely stretch it out, but I think just talking about some of the big conspiracy theories is the best way to go. I'll put a lot of links for places that you can go to find more information if you're interested. But the conclusion that's drawn is that the military-industrial complex is evil and has a strong grasp on the government, and we should have listened to Eisenhower when he warned us about it. And now if we die, you know it was because of the military-industrial complex. 100%. They'll probably just delete this, though, anyway, so it doesn't matter. We'll wake up and the podcast will be gone tomorrow. Along with our lives more than likely, but it's okay.
it was worth it. If I could die that way, I could die happy. <laughs> Your job is done as a conspirator. I was, I died as a martyr that nobody will really recognize, but that's okay. In my head, I will know I died a martyr. But yeah, I think that brings uh, our JFK investigation to an end this week. Unless you have anything more to add? No, not really. I've pretty much said anything I wanted. As have I. Now, next on the agenda for Cryptid vs. Cryptid, I believe we're going into the Cryptid vs. Cryptid finale, aren't we? I think so, yeah. So, come back in two weeks as we start our adventure deciding who the strongest cryptid is. It's going to be a long journey, but when we get to the end, truth shall be attained. Anything else we want to mention before we sign off? Uh, not much, just usual shit. Uh, we have an Instagram. Go follow that. If we get more attention to it, we're going to start using it more. Uh, we're planning shit with TikTok. Don't know how well that's going. We'll see in the future. It's not going yet. That's how well it's going. Well, there you go. Obviously, if you have any questions or have any conspiracies you want us to try and talk about, hit us up in the email, cryptid versus cryptid at gmail.com. That is C-R-Y-P-T-I-D V-S C-R-Y-P-T-I-D at gmail.com. And then I think that is all. Yep, that wraps up this episode of Cryptids versus Conspiracies. We'll see you in the next episode. Later. See ya. We're definitely gonna die. <laughs> <laughs>